We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Welcome to a very strange episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson. I'm joined by Matt and Doyle, writers and contributors at MavsMoneyball.com. Guys, how are you? I, you know, it. Like, I think you summed it up well. It's 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 weird. <laughs> well, doing all right though. Good, good. You know, I I wanted like talking about this sort of stuff ends up making it feel less. You know, just just you, you process some thoughts. So, for those who are not unaware and are you know downloading this podcast on Friday morning, there were some Mavs things that occurred uh, after kind of close of business hours on Thursday afternoon, heading into Thursday night. Doyle, can can you kind of give us uh, the rundown from as as you saw it? Sure. So basically, it kind of started off with multiple reports coming out, Woj, McMahon, Stein, saying that the Mavericks were in hot pursuit of Jason Kidd to be their next head coach, so much so that by within like a, an hour or two, they were saying that the Mavericks were already engaged in negotiations uh, to make Jason Kidd uh, the next head coach. All the while... Cuban has apparently been conferring with whoever the next general manager is going to be, but that person is as yet to be named. It may be Michael Finley. We don't know. No one's reporting anything. Uh, they are saying that the expectation is that Finley maintains his role with the team. Um, so, I mean, if you're a Finley fan, that's good for you. Uh, however, there's another name that cropped up uh, I'd say from the time of our recording within the past hour, and that is of Nico Harrison, uh, a relatively, I think, unknown name to many NBA fans. I mean, I think we all had to look him up when it came out. Um, 
but he's a longtime executive uh, with Nike North American Basketball, and he was also Kobe Bryant's handler, essentially, for, you know, a lot of Kobe's career, including some of the bad stuff when he had to repair his image after, you know, the the Denver incidents. And uh, so he, he, or Kobe pretty... Bryant was accused of sexual assault and stood trial for it and eventually settled out of court. That is yeah, correct. We're just going to we're just going to say that because that's a thing. Yes, that is very much a thing that really happened. And also something that kind of plays into this with Jason Kidd because he pled guilty to uh, domestic assault against his wife or then wife at the time in 2001. Um, And so there's Harrison and he has a lot of relationships within the league and I believe it was Stein that reported that the team considers that to be great in terms of their ability to lure free agents because this guy makes, you know, all of their shoe deals happen, essentially. And I think that's kind of the gist. Oh, and apparently somebody within the organization is very mad that Jamal Mosley is not being considered for the head coaching job, as I believe are many fans out there in the universe. Oh, and, you know, you, you scratch upon just so many thoughts and topics and i for one i sort of want to start with kid and then we can move on to to the other gentlemen and my thoughts on kid revolve around the fact that first of all he is not a particularly successful head coach he has had two stops previously and has sat on the bench behind frank vogel in los angeles he was with um the the Bucks and then who's who's a pretty who's the other team the Nets yeah <laughs> what's well, wrong Nets. with me the Nets, Nets I'm really yeah. it's like like I'm looking at the logo and I can't say it out loud and, <laughs> and you know the the Nets stint was okay the Bucks stint was interesting but he ended up flaming out in a massive way in Milwaukee like attempted some like coup type crap and failed um. He did that in uh in New Jersey or I guess Brooklyn as well. He he uh was trying to take uh power from Billy King, who was the GM at the time. And mm. uh that's that kind of forced his exit. Or he forced his own exit after he couldn't get said power. And so I'm bizarre behavior to... for a first time uh coach. It, so that that's sort of my thought too, where I'm just like but then you remember Jason Kidd the player who was a guy in full control a great deal of the time. It was actually one of the things which led him and Rick Carlisle to butt heads a lot because Carlisle liked to have control. And it's just the higher, like when I first heard inklings of it, uh, Chris Henderson, uh, a Mavs, you know, kind of beat reporter guy, always around the Mavs, started talking about this like two weeks ago, like, like almost immediately, like almost immediately after after things got even before Carlisle was gone, started talking about it, which means, you know, understanding the how many folks he talks to that this is a thing that have been out like it's it's just been in existence. I and I'm interested to hear kind of Matt and Bo- Doyle both your thoughts on this. I just can't believe that understanding the the organizations kind of disdain for you know 
I don't know, decency at times over the last, you know, three years that they would really do this by hiring a guy like kid who is one, not that successful of a coach and two comes with baggage attached. I was uh, pretty dumbfounded. Uh, we, I mean, we had people sort of, you know, in the Mavs money ball saying like, it's going to be kid. It's going to be kid. And uh, once again, my optimism has uh, failed me. <laughs> I am once again proven wrong, made a fool of. Uh, yeah, I like it's. It makes no sense. This isn't a guy who, uh, you know, if only you know he didn't have a, a questionable personal record, is is a ringer as a head coach. He's a guy who, you know, had had the Bucks in seventh place in the East, and then the following season. They rocket to first place in the East, and Giannis is the MVP right after he leaves. Right. So it's not like he's a guy who who has been struggling to find talented rosters as a coach, and you know just you know can't can't get the uh, the players to kind of execute on his vision. He he's he's had talented rosters, and he hasn't done anything. You know, I I, I was looking at um when I'm when I was thinking about kind of the the coaches that you know maybe we would see come in. I assumed it, may, it might be, you know, some guy who's who's kind of been around the league a while because those are the kind of guys that are kind of having success right now. We've talked about Frank Vogel in, in L.A. who had a had a decent run as a Pacers coach, had a very bad run as the as the Magic coach. And then, you know, but now he, you get to coach LeBron, you, you can be a championship coach. Same thing kind of with uh, McMillan in Atlanta right now. They're not, they, haven't, they haven't won a championship, but certainly he's made it further with them than he ever has before. And that's, you know. We obviously see, see Trey doing a great job, so I don't know, man. That that's not the case with with Kid. He's he's had good good uh good roster, and uh, I I don't see how he's going to elevate uh, this Mavs roster. Doyle. Yeah, I mean, he had a a team. Basically, it was like the the Celtics Redux when he was in on the Nets, that was a perennial playoff team. And they did advance to the second round. They beat the Raptors in the first round, I believe, to get to the second round. And that's the most success he's had as a coach. He's only only been to the playoffs two other times and the he's never taken a team be uh two or three games over five hundred in his career, like during the regular season. That's it. Like they've been literally middling teams that wouldn't probably wouldn't even sniff the playoffs in terms of record, like in the West. And now, you know, he, he just won a championship with the Lakers last year as an assistant coach, but I don't know that anyone other than extreme basketball insiders can tell you really what he does for that organization. I mean, I guess we could ask, you know, Harris well, our, our Lakers over. fans, friends are, are Laker like, like peers within, you know, kind of like, like fan and writing communities are thrilled that he's gone. They're thrilled that he's gone. Great, yeah. That's hey. that's that's what I that's what I've seen from him too, and it's uh, that should tell you something. They're literally, you know, one year removed from a championship that he was a part of, and they're ecstatic that he's leaving. I talked to uh, there's a there's a guy uh, a Bucks fan. Um, his name's Ben Thompson. He runs this incredibly influential in the business world blog called Stratechery. And he is a diehard lunatics Bucks fan. And 
he, you know, it's almost worth searching his timeline at no tech Ben for Jason kid related tweets. He hated Jason kid. He said it was as, as worse as you think the fan experience is going to be with him. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be worse than you think. Um, there's all sorts of people who have tweeted mentions to me and I hosted a locker room, which I'm, I don't think I'm going to post earlier tonight where, Oh, well he can grow. He can change as a coach. And you know, a tiger doesn't change their stripes is what I'm going to say. Like Rick Carlisle in no short way, like worked himself out of the Mavs because like after 13 years, people were tired of him. I mean, the, the kind of like inkling of, of, I hate to use the word toxicity because that feels not fair, but people were not like, Rick Carlisle had had wore out his welcome with the Mavericks with everyone but Mark Cuban. And Kid is not going to be a big change of pace in that regard. I mean, he's he's made some power plays in two different places, hasn't been particularly successful. It, it there's not a thing that says, "Oh, Jason Kidd is a is a successful coaching candidate because of X past his playing experience." And coaching and playing are not the same thing. Rick Carlisle was a marginal player at best and an incredibly good head coach. They're just two different jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. It's go ahead. just <laughs> I, it, 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 it's, I, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, well, I mean, there there are way more examples of, of failed player coaches than there are of successful ones. You know, like I don't understand how someone like Jason Kidd gets as many shots as he does. Well, you know, everyone kind of agreed like Derek Fisher, you know, goes from point guard to, to coach, you know, almost immediately out of the game. And, and then, you know, everyone kind of agrees, Oh, that, that was a horrible idea. We, no one should hire him to be coach anymore. But for some reason, Jason Kidd's going to be on his third team in, in, you know, five years. And uh, I don't, uh, I don't know why, who come, who makes those decisions and why. I mean, yeah, man. I think we know who made the decision. Well, in this case, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was clearly Cuban, and I, it's from all in, inclinations and reports, it it seems that Dirk had a heavy say in this, having played with Jason for a number of years, including on the championship team. So, I I I wonder how much kid being tied to the championship team here uh, will actually like soften his blow initially. Uh, oh, that's a that's a introduced. great point. We we need to hit on that all before we get too far away from this. The Jason mm-hmm. Kidd hire is incredibly smart PR from Cuban. I have gotten so many texts from casuals that I know because they know who Jason Kidd is. It's a great hire. I love former Mavericks championship winning point guard Jason Kidd. And it's just, it allows Cuban once again to win the news cycle with the coach. It's really smart. But he comes, like we've discussed, with so much baggage, not the least of which is the off-court stuff. I mean, we touched on it earlier. This team was rocked by, like, a sexual harassment and sexual, or not, and uh, domestic abuse scandal. Like, literally three years ago, it happened. And here comes this guy with a guilty plea literally on record of committing these types of things. They brought in St. Marshall to like purge the organization of characters and, you know, to use the word again, toxicity like this. And like, I, there, 
do they want to move backwards? Do they just not care about like oh, they don't this care. kind of reputation? They do not it's, care. It's remarkable. Most, most fans do not care. I will bet that we have a significant portion of our listenership who is hearing this and saying, I do not care about those things. I watch the Mavericks for basketball. I don't care about any of the thing, any of the negative things that are associated with it. I want to say I understand that point of view. I don't because I live and breathe in this stuff. And when we covered that 2018 scandal, it really sticks with you. It sticks with you. Yeah. And it says to me that the Mavericks haven't learned, nor do they care. And I don't know. I've I've been talking about tonight. Like, I will reconcile this in some way, shape, or form. because. Being like just existing requires some sort of cognitive dissonance because of the various things happening around you that you can't control. I just wish that the Mavericks weren't one of those things, you know? Yeah, and the, it seems like it's a pretty easy thing for them to do is to just not do this stupid <laughs> shit that they keep doing. It's like, do not, no, don't step on the rake. But again, you know, I've been following, you know, a couple, I've seen a couple, um, a couple of, of things. And it's like a guy just messaged me right now. I'm sorry, but you sound ridiculous. Who made you God? People can't make mistakes and live a decent life and learn from those mistakes. Who are you to be real, to be judging people like you're some version of perfection? Like there are just people that don't want to hear these sort of criticisms. Um, and okay. That's fine, but I'm going to talk about it because I find it particularly interesting and and I, I and frustrating because I love the Dallas Mavericks and I don't love what they're doing. Right. And you know, and Matt, I'll let you, you know go go. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, well, yeah, saying, uh, I mean, the Mavs are, are, are in particular are maybe the worst franchise to kind of give kid that second chance just because of that history and you know, to 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 try to rehab kids' image in on a team that is still trying to rehab its own image. It's like how how can how can one serve the other? You know, right? And they literally cleaned house when that scandal broke. And are are, are they just opening the door back up? You know, <laughs> that's the worry. Well. From from that side of things, it's it's you know you, when you move on to the to the other hire, uh, the other hire was former I mean now former Nike exec Nico Harrison, who is getting praised across the board uh, as kind of an out of the box style hire. Um, I'm trying to what like he was an executive with Nike who managed kind of Kobe Bryant's uh, relationship and did like players just really really seem to like this guy. And the modern NBA is so much about relationships. And there's just like uh, the, the reviews for this portion of the hire have been nothing short of, of outstanding. Um, yeah. Just kind of across the board, which I, I don't know, you know, I don't really know how to feel about this one past the fact that I like that it's something different. Um, and, and it, it's, it's, I'm interested to see what happens because as we know, the Mavericks don't really have a lot of wiggle room uh, in terms of margin for error for what to do uh, 
for what to do in, in like the coming free agency, because, you know, Luca's mega mega deal is on the horizon. It limits kind of their salary cap. You know, Porzingis is already on under a max. There's, you know, they don't, they just don't really have a lot of flexibility after this summer. I'll say, I mean, this is the kind of hire that I was expecting kind of across the board. Like you could kind of mentioned in your, in your locker room, like if you're, if you're the kind of fan who is in locker room or listening to this podcast or even just reading Mavs Moneyball, like you're probably in the top, you know, 80% of kind of fan in terms of knowledge. Like if you know what, what's going on with the salary cap at all, you're, you're in the, you're, you know, kind of a little bit above the casual fan. So even me kind of being in that, in that group where I consider myself sort of a, a fairly knowledgeable fan. You know, I expect someone whose job it is to know about basketball as their career to like know people that I've never heard about who would do a good job. So like this is the kind of high, like I've never heard of this guy, which I feel is good. So cause, like if if they're just hiring some guy that I kind of already know about, I'm like, that's the best guy, some guy that I know, even as a guy who knows nothing about basketball. So uh yeah, and you know, just the way he fits in with kind of how the league is going in terms of like, you know, all these agents moving into the front office and, and, you know, being such a, a player focused kind of guy, like that's how I kind of envision this whole front office change going. But uh, to get, I get to get, yeah, to get him in there, I guess uh, has gotten nothing but, but rave reviews for, from most of the uh, NBA sort of Twitter elites. Well, cause we know, you know, having suffered through a variety of like free agent foibles, the single biggest challenge the Mavericks have had for almost 10 years is getting a meeting. Um, there was the Darren, you know, there was the Darren Williams meeting where Cuban didn't show because he had, um, it, it's just one of these things Shark where <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, like, what's going on here? So it's, it's very much nice to see that there's a little bit of change of pace in sort of that regard and that people might be willing to take the meeting. I mean, his role is not entirely unclear. Uh, there's kind of some, some interesting, you know, like, like things going on with Mark Stein tweets presenting sort of a, a a dynamic um, about what's happening uh, within, you know, the Mavericks that I don't think really is, is going to bode well, because I, I for one believe that organizational hierarchy and who is in charge of what is extremely important, but it's not like they need to figure that out tonight. So if there's a plan where they get everyone together, get everyone on the same page, then I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Mavericks can do, uh, at least in that regard. Yeah, that that whole thing about what his role is. So I think it's been reported that he's going to step into the vice president of basketball operations role, which is the role that Finley currently, or I guess maybe possibly now formally had, but he's going to work alongside Finley. So they haven't really defined what Finley is. And maybe, you know, while we're recording this, it's come out as he's actually going to be the new GM. I don't know, but uh, I haven't looked. I think we would have said something by now, but it's, yeah, it's really vague. It's really vague how that power structure is going to work, but I guess, on the upside with him, we're not going to get any more uh, comic book superhero uh, cartoons trying to lure free agents to, to Dallas. I'm really glad we're probably never going to have to see another superhero um, ever again. I I hosted a locker room earlier tonight where I was kind of working through my thoughts and feelings in this hire. And 
I don't know if I agree with the take, but there was someone who point, who basically pointed out that if Cuban's kind of reassembled the, the, and I hate this phrase, but the brain trust of people around him who will listen, Dirk, Kid, Finley, and then this gentleman are fresh blood, uh, at least into the roles that they're in. Maybe not necessarily Finley, but, but you know, it's, it's kind of besides the point, different role to where a different, you know, maybe Q, it, it, one of the things that kind of came out in, in uh, covering this the last several days um, is that who Cuban listens to when is very important. And Donnie had lost his ear and didn't seem to realize it for quite a long time. And if Cuban is at least willing to listen to a new team for a little while, then there's a lot of opportunity to change the direction. I don't want to say right the ship because, I mean, they were the fifth seed, but to to maybe, you know, figure out how to get over that next hurdle. Um, and And while I'm not necessarily all in on the hires, winning kind of cures a lot of of the you know potential any sort of pitfalls like like you know i remember the lakers last year had frank vogel as coach with kid behind and people are always wondering if if kid was gonna you know sneak in and, and somehow take that head coaching job and that never became an issue because the lakers just won and and some of these potential you know power struggles whatever you want to call it seem to be easily mitigated by the fact that the mavericks could come out with a different team and be very good. And then all this stuff kind of takes a backseat. Didn't the Lakers bring in kid before they brought in Vogel? I don't remember. It was odd. It was very odd. So, yeah, I mean, if they win, yeah, everything we're saying here is moot. (laughs) That's, that's, That's just kind of the thing. Yeah. Well, I think we're all kind of just like like trying to think. I, I don't want to say I'm I'm super negative about all this because I want to give it a chance. I will say that I am confused and bordering on disappointed for some of the some of the just the optics of all this. Um, but at the end of it, you still have Luka Doncic, who is you know seemingly should sign a supermax. And all of these things where, you know, a couple of things could really point the Mavericks in, in the right direction. So I don't want to say I, 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 I'm, it'll, I'll work myself into cautious optimism at some point or, or, or are we just, you know, what, what are, where are you guys like heading towards or not? I mean, I would say, you know, I usually, try to operate from a from a place of of optimism as a default like if, if it had been, if it had been mosley like i didn't necessarily think mosley would have been the greatest choice you know he was the defensive coordinator for whatever that matters and the maps were obviously not great defense but you know i thought luca liked him and he's you know a new a new face like with the kid hire just purely from a coaching standpoint i think there's the the default has to be pretty pessimistic as to his as to his how he's gonna kind of operate out the gate so Man, I don't know. Like, I don't want. I'm not. You know, we've piled on kid plenty in this in this podcast. But yeah, I I, I think I would say I'm instead of you know hoping for the best and hoping he proves me right, I'm going to be kind of sitting here hoping that he'll prove me wrong because I don't think it's going to go well. Doyle, well, I'm 
I'm on record. I literally wrote, you know, an entire column about why Kid was not the right choice, you know. And uh, thank you for everyone who's read that. I stand by <laughs> everything I said in that. Like, I don't think he's the right choice for this team. Like, like you said, Kirk, there are atrocious optics to all of this. I know that, like, Dirk and Cuban like him, but, like, he he hasn't proven he can be as successful as maybe he thinks he is as a head coach. He's been kind of weird behind the scenes, manipulative, like, all of this stuff, you know, you, you – it's more than rumors. Like it's it's out there. It's been reported. And uh, yeah, this With, is. Um, I think this is a problematic hire. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I so you know, without dragging this podcast on forever, I just wanted to kind of point out. Is it? It was weird. It's weird, right? Like we have to assume that this didn't all just happen tonight like that we that rick carlisle unprompted was like boy i hope they hire, hope they hire a jason kid anyway here i'm off to off to the paces here i go like that he would kind of throw that out there this morning and that's that's reported and then you know by by sundown it's a done deal that's weird right very weird it's weird that he well, didn't even comment on it for the former coach to be like hope this next guy is coach and then he is yeah yeah weird weird nothing in this free agency or i guess this off season not free agency this off season has been in any way shape or form what i'd consider natural especially for this organization uh it, it yeah i mean we're literally a week removed from rick stepping down like and and then rick tweets that out, and oh, here, here comes Jason Kidd. I mean, you know, Rick said high things about him before, like, but yeah, okay. What is not? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, that stuff was particularly odd. Um, it does seem like this has sort of been a thing that was done, and then that they decided to kind of roll out with this evening. Uh, yeah. Maybe the finalization of, of, you know, the fact that they, just, you know, made a really large point about hiring the gm first and then hiring the coach just doesn't not like, doing they didn't, it they didn't do any of those things all the things that they put out <laughs> over the last couple of days they didn't do any of them and that's 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 par for the course for the mavericks yes. though yeah yeah anyways guys i'm just kind of i don't know i'm just kind of i'm just kind of annoyed i i i, I don't i don't want to tell anybody how to be a fan but it's just it's it's very challenging for me at the moment to to just get behind this stuff i'm i'm sure that i'll figure it out <laughs> because we've we've done it before uh i've had some fans that were you know were like one one guy an older guy was just like you know i i was here when roy tarpley was on the ascension ascension and then he you know like i've seen some really frustrating things over the years so this is not gonna this is definitely not gonna send me packing so there's there's you know it's just the way sports is sometimes um and we'll see where we go. I think on Mavs Moneyball, we're probably going to have a lot of varying degrees of commentary on it um, just because we like to comment on things. So please Absolutely. rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff for the podcast. Come to the site. We're posting lots of content. Matt Doyle, thank you very much. Do you got anything else thank before you. we get out of here? Uh, happy birthday, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Did that That's save right. it? Are we in the camera? <laughs> 
That's right. All right, guys. Thanks so much. You have a good one, okay? Thanks. All right. All right. Bye, guys.